You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skill. Expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey, everyone. uh, Glenn Sanford here, and uh, welcome to another uh, episode of the Expansion Podcast, a podcast of personal and professional development here at EXP Realty. And today, uh, out of Houston, Texas, I have Rachel Allen. Uh, she's a four-time icon, I believe that's correct, uh, uh, out of Houston, Texas, uh, 14 years in the industry, and uh, welcome, Rachel. Wow. Thank you so much for having me here today. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Oh, no, you're welcome. So, um, now, Rachel, you obviously, you're in Houston, uh, I think. I was looking at some stats here. Uh, EXP has <laughs> been become pretty dominant in Houston. How how is uh, EXP and and the Houston marketplace showing up for you? It's really exploded. I, I it's very rare that I come across like listings when I'm looking for clients that aren't EXP agents. So it's it's pretty awesome and refreshing to see uh, the growth and being able to connect and have that level of relatability with other agents in our market. So, oh, awesome! Cool. So now, what what's your what's your background? You know, obviously, fourteen years in the industry. What? How did you get into <laughs> real estate? What did you do before? Um, and uh, why have you stayed in this industry called real estate? Well, I got into real estate really by way of being interested in real estate investing. That's how I started. Um, I read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, and it. it was kind of just <laughs> might have heard of it. Pretty good book. Highly recommended. Um, and it piqued my interest. And so because of that, I went down this path of just like learning more and wanting to get licensed so that I could have access to the MLS so that I could purchase investment property. Um, and then I somehow turned it into a career. So outside of uh, working for or working in real estate as an agent prior to this, I was in retail management. I bounced around and worked in schools. So a lot of people facing um, you know, opportunities that I was in. Okay. Awesome. So now real estate investing, have you, that were, did you, uh, are, did you pursue that for a while? You're still doing it. Is it the mm-hmm. part of, part of your, your, your business as well? Yeah. So it's definitely still a part of my business. Um, it's a part of my lifestyle. It's a part of life. So my husband, he's actually in real estate investing as well. And so our one of our main goals is to build a real estate portfolio. Um, But because I have the experience in it, I've definitely been able to use that experience to help many of my clients do the same thing. And so um, if I were to say that I had a niche in this market space, it would be just that helping my clients to build single family home portfolios. And I have a pretty um, extensive experience with helping with property management and not, not that I do property management, but I understand it and also uh, help with leasing. Okay, awesome. Now, um, I know this uh, podcast will be going out during uh, Black History Month. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, uh, are there some specific initiatives or programs uh, related to uh, Black History Month that your real estate agency team is, is involved in? Yes, actually, I'm on the leadership um, tribe for Black EXP Network. So a lot of our efforts there are, um, you know, we have during Black History Month, we have a um, online format in our workplace where we are bringing in um, many of our agents who have extensive experience talking about mindset, 
how to be successful in the market this year, technology. And so, you know, when we say Black History Month, you know, special initiatives, I, I truly believe that every month, you know, for me being Black is Black History Month, um, but it's really an opportunity for us to elevate voices um, for those in our community. And so I think I, I'm very appreciative of EXP for allowing us to have those platforms for diversity and being able to just put um, front runners because really what it's all about is people who have experiences um, that are going to be able to understand um, you know, where someone's coming from, having similar experiences and being able to you know, hear the stories of those who look like you and see like, hey, this is how that person was successful and that's what I'm gonna do too. Awesome. Now, now you you sell a, you sell a lot of real estate. Um, I think uh, twenty twenty three maybe sold over a hundred properties. You and your team. How how is the how have you run your team? What's what's your focus? Is it is it working with investors? Is it uh, uh, how's your lead generation, et cetera? Yeah. So um, a big part of our business is focused on working with investors. And again, as mentioned, those who are um, real estate investors, they're building single family uh, portfolio. So we help them buy it. We help them sell it if that's necessary, if that makes sense for them. But also we help put them on the market for lease. And so the way that our team works is that we generate a lot of tenant leads off of our listings and tenants, what do they do? They buy homes. And so part of the efforts that we put into um, our marketing is whenever we have tenants that are going into properties, even if we're able to help them or not to lease the property, we are able to show them how to buy a home. So that's one of the things that we are really excited about. Oh, awesome. Now, how do you go about generating those? those uh, so you mentioned leases. So um, is it uh, through is that your primary lead gen source is through uh, people applying to to lease properties? That's definitely one of them. Between um, just focusing on sphere of influence, talking to high income earners who are looking for ways to diversify their, um, you know, their investment strategy. So helping them to purchase the properties and then turning around and listing those properties for lease and then the, the tenants, the tenant leads that come through it. So that helps to feed the, the rest of the team. Okay. And so it's a, it's a virtuous circle in investor property, advertising mm -hmm. tenants, got more tenants than we have properties. We're looking yeah. for properties. So it, so it kind of goes so around and around. Yeah. We need awesome. more investors to buy more properties so we can place more tenants who are then going to buy homes for sale at some point in time. And so it's just like, right. I like that. Okay. How, now, how many, um, how many investors do you have in your database? How many tenants do you have in your database? Whew, thousands. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I'd have to, I'd have to pull it up to see, but definitely thousands. I would say that over, um, and probably more active the last few years. I mean, I've had, I've helped probably sold hundreds of properties to investors. Um, and single family homes. I don't really operate in the commercial space doing larger. It's typically single family, one to four units. Okay. Awesome. But I mean, now, hundreds of investors, a thousand, thousands of tenants. There's, there's enough. 
Okay. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, and I think I've, I've talked to many agents over the years and you don't really need uh, that large of an investor database where you're actively involved with them to run a good business because investors tend to buy and invest in multiple properties over time. So it, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a more intimate uh, group of clientele. Definitely. And I, the story of probably how I really started my business, you know, you're always told to contact, connect, talk to people. And so um, I was going through my sphere of influence. I actually reached out to a friend of mine who didn't even live here in Houston. And I asked him if he had a um, anybody that he knows wanted to purchase in the Houston area. And he told me that his brother lived there and um, that he would put me in contact. So I did and sat down and just had a conversation. It was really like, hey, I'm here in Houston. I was newer to Houston because I moved from New Orleans, Louisiana. And um, I was new, just deciding to do real estate full time. And from there, um, just started building on that database. And I talked to a friend, didn't live in Houston, put me in contact with his brother. We sat down and talked, had a conversation. I told him I was in real estate investing. I had experience as an investor and he and his wife decided they wanted to get into it as well. Well, that same client bought and sold within a five-year period, seven, actually bought and sold seven properties. So that's 14 transactions. I've leased each of those properties probably at least twice. And he referred multiple uh, friends, uh, co-workers to me, because again, being that he was an investor, just like-minded, he was around other people who wanted to do the same thing. And so when, when, when you're told as an agent to get out there and just reach out to anyone and form relationships, do it. You never know what you're going to come across. Awesome. Now, if and certainly um, understand if you don't want to share, but how many properties do you currently own through this whole business of real estate? And uh, and I've got some kind of questions, even if not relative to number. Uh, I'd love to sort of understand sort of the economics mm -hmm. of, of owning property. Sure. So um, I would still consider myself beginner. We have seven doors total. Okay. And four of those doors are in another state. Okay. So so um, when you think about the economics of a, so seven doors and, and so there's you know, uh, some substantial, you've got a lot, lot of, we'll call it probably some mortgage um, mortgages on those Did you finance, I assume, and all that good stuff. Well, one of the things you're supposed to do is use other people's money to finance these things, right? right. Um, yep. Yes. Yes. So, so how, what is the generally the cash flow on, on, on a, on a property or is it, or is it even possible to cash flow them during this sort of all <laughs> banking on sort of increase in, equity over time and then cash flowing the future? Oh man, you're asking these loaded questions. So, um, and I'll, I'll use it in context, right? Um, when you're purchasing a property today, the cash flow is going to seem very minimal. And so this is a conversation that I have with a lot of my clients, especially right now with interest rates where they are, um, you're looking at very minimal cash flow. But the reason why you're purchasing, you know, buy and hold property is for long term. There's appreciation, there's tax benefits, there's so many different aspects of it that are beneficial. So um, 
but I'll use the example of a property that we purchased in 2010. Um, it's in New Orleans, Louisiana. Not, it wasn't too soon after Hurricane Katrina, so there was a lot of opportunities out there. We purchased a home for thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars probably put about another thirty into it. Sixty thousand dollars on a home. Um, so now that home cash flows really well. Uh, you know, ten years, fourteen years later, it's cash flowing really well, and over time, you know, you know, you talk about the economics. Over time, the the value of the property increases the mortgage on the property the tenant is paying it down and the rents go up over time and so i always encourage anyone who's getting into this like don't look at that initial snapshot really understand what your goals are learn long term uh for any property when you're like why are you getting into this to begin with is it because you want to retire off of the cash flow probably not a good idea but if you want to build long-term wealth then that's where it's at is the buy and hold property right well i'll i'll um i'll i'll state it and i'll i'll sort of ask the question uh, a little bit different question related though you put mm -hmm. probably a fair bit of money at risk in buying the seven properties you know and and uh, initially a fairly minimal amount of cash flow came from those properties and over time, mm -hmm. if things went well, the cash flow either increased or the value increased or both. Um, mm -hmm. But probably a lot of, there was a, probably a lot of nervousness in each of the properties <laughs> because you're taking a fairly, fairly significant financial risk. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Unless so you, I, there, there are certain I, ways you can get pretty creative with it, but yes. Uh, Okay. People, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, but I did notice that you've also attracted some people into your EXP org, and I wanted to kind mm -hmm. of co compare and contrast the fact that you've got, you know, I think around twenty-five or so people. The the contrast from a from an investor perspective of what do you see? I guess this is the real question: How do you think about the income that comes from passively from agent attraction? versus the income that comes from putting money at risk and the stress that goes with owning investment real estate? Hands down, way easier. <laughs> uh, I would say way easier. There's no risk. Uh, yeah, there's, there, really there's no, no risk. risk yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm assuming the cash flow is not bad either. I mean, you probably would, mm -hmm. if you think about the cash flow coming from the, the folks in your organization, um, how many people do you did you personally bring to EXP, or how many people do you have in your sort of front line in EXP? Uh, my front line, I have fifteen on my front line, and okay. I have about twenty five total. Okay, so um, so with that, uh, you know, I, I'm guessing it's pretty decent cash flow during the year. Um, so if you think about, I don't know what the number is, but let's just say it's twenty five thousand a year just for, mm -hmm. or maybe it's, maybe it's less, but I'll just use that as a number. What would 20, how many doors would you need to own um, in order to sort of replace that cash flow? Uh, a lot, a whole lot of doors. There's a whole lot of risk, a whole lot of overhead, a whole lot of liability um, for sure. With yeah, uh, I, I guess, yeah, I, I was obviously leading in a particular direction because uh, <laughs> one, one of the things, especially with an investor mindset type 
agent. And there's a lot of agents that are investor mindset. That's what they think about for retirement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the way that we structure EXP is pretty amazing that you can sort of build that. And whether you want to take that income and then put it into another down payment on another door and create additional mm -hmm. leverage or, um, you know, build that over time. Because, you know, if you own a piece of property, there's a whole bunch of stuff that can go wrong with it. The repairs, mm -hmm. the, the potential yeah. tenants, the, there's, there's a whole bunch. But, uh, you know, other than maybe an agent might you know, leave EXP or what have you, it's fairly low, uh, fairly low uh, overhead in terms of of, uh, mm -hmm. of just that call in the middle of the night when the then the water heater goes out or whatever. Yes, yeah. I can tell you my worst call to date is when I got a call from a tenant saying that there was a car in their living room because the car had be driven call. through the living room. <laughs> For, yeah. Yep. So you don't get those with um, with building uh, income sources through agent attraction. I, I don't expect that I will ever get that call from any of the agents on my line. <laughs> there, there you go. But now, how do you, you, you so we talked a little bit about your lead gen. Did we cover, you know, how you do, like, is there any other ways that you're doing lead gen or what's your, do you use some outreach are you using social media? Are you are you doing um, mailers, PPC, billboards? What's your, what are other lead gen are you doing? Um, most of my lead gen, I work by referral. Uh, so sphere of influence. And it's pretty much just reaching out, building relationships, making phone calls. Um, and so just keeping in front and keeping in contact. We don't do uh, much paid um, advertising or marketing right now, although that is something that we expect to get into this year. Um, but it's probably like the plan is to have it be more education based. So teaching classes, putting on workshops, client events, ways in which uh, agents um, like our agents can connect with our clients. Uh, you know, we've we've gone all virtual. We've done so many things that are kind of separating us from, you know, with technology, you're, you're, sometimes you're putting that space between people. Um, and that's something that we really want to get back to is making sure that we're having those touches with our clients, we're seeing in, in person, we we're letting them know that we're a resource for them, and that they can count on us to help them okay. through the process, educate them through the process. Awesome. You know, one thing, and if you're, you know, got a little bit of a tech, tech focus, as well. Um, I don't know if you've checked out framevr.io. That's, um, you know, and we're moving, obviously, we're, this year we're moving all of EXP from EXP World, the, the Verbella platform, we're moving it over to Frame. But I could see uh, a use case of actually building a frame for mm -hmm. tenants and or landlords that you would just, you know, have mm -hmm. a staff member keep it on their screen during the day. And, and uh, that sounds and, amazing, and actually. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Like you could call it like the online, you know, sort of, even though you, you don't run a property management company, it could be a, a, a front end where you actually have mm -hmm. a property manager that actually has a desk in that office to be sort of the mm -hmm. property manager and then the real estate professionals sort of working side by side. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty amazing um, because at the end of the day, people just want to talk to somebody or be in contact or, you know, with someone. Um, I will say one of the biggest 
um, challenges that we have in our market with prop. We have a lot of property managers that are listing properties and it's the, I've been calling and calling and calling and can't get in contact with anyone. But if you know that you have an opportunity to walk into even a virtual office, that sounds, you know, if you need anybody for testing. Well, hey, it, you can go, you can literally set up, you, you can literally set up a frame for free today and build it out. Okay. And of course, Gabe Baker's on staff, so he can give you any tips or ideas as well on how to sort of sort of set it up. So um, I may go ahead and do that. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you. But hey, uh, one last piece of advice for eXp agents, what would it be? Let's see. Um, I would say be intentional about anything that you do, especially the people that you um, have in your circle, uh, the people that you're connecting with. A really good friend told me um, that they're very intentional about three tables that they sit at. One is the the table where you're with someone who is kind of the same level with you, doing the same thing in the in the trenches with you, building a business. Um, so I see that as like other realtor colleagues that are building teams. Um, you want to sit at the table of someone who is going to who is where you want to be. So a mentor, someone that can, who's been through what you've been to, can encourage you and show you the what to do's when you don't know what to do. And then in the spirit of reciprocity, being able to pay that back to someone by um, sitting at the table with someone that you can mentor and that you can kind of give them the game and show them like what you did to be successful. So um, I really do appreciate that when it comes to being able to go to um, EXPCon, I've been to four of them and um, the different regional rallies, just being able to meet so many different people across the country and make those connections. Excellent. Well, great stuff. Um, uh, Rachel, thank you so much for uh, being on the uh, on the, the podcast today. Uh, and uh, obviously some cool stuff. Hopefully I didn't uh, sort of <laughs> mess you up too much with my my leading questions and and there there you go so how would somebody reach out to you um i think you've got an instagram channel got a website mm -hmm. yeah so i'm on instagram probably the best way uh it's at rare group r-a-r-e g-r-o-u-p underscore exp realty and that's how you find me Awesome. Well, good stuff. Thanks again, Rachel. And thanks everyone for listening. And uh, with that, uh, over and out. Thanks everyone. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.